Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. I want to start today by reading the passage. This is kind of short. So 1 John 2, 15 to 17. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life is not from the Father, but it's from the world. And the world is passing away along with his desires. Whoever does the will of God abides forever. So verse 15, do not love the world or the things in the world. One question I asked to help me get deeper was, what are the things in the world that are lovable? I thought, okay, it's the things that cater to the flesh. It's the things that cater to the eyes. And it's the things that cater to the pride. As I thought about the list, it actually reminded me of Genesis 3 of the serpent tempting Eve. And we'll go there. This is what the serpent says. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate and she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. I don't know if you caught that, but it's really neat, right? Yeah, no, it's really Right cool. here you have all three things that First John talks about. Eve first says, tree was good for food, right? That correlates to desires of the flesh. And it was a delight to the eyes, which is the desires of the eyes. And the tree was to be desired to make one wise, which is the pride of life. Yeah, and then the serpent says you will be like God, knowing mm-hmm. evil, right? So. Yeah. So we see how First John traces back to Genesis 3. And the drama of Genesis 3 continues to repeat and unfold even now into our daily lives, right? Yeah. That's really neat. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. The Bible is really profound. So where does where does this lead? It lead where it leads to eventually is that just like Eve, we take for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Essentially, we reject God. We don't do his will, but rather our own. And that leads to death. Verse 17 says that the world is passing away along with its desires. And when we follow in Adam and Eve's footsteps, that eventually leads to death. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, that that adds insight into why, like, if you have the love of the world, the love of the Father's not in you, right? Because you're taking for yourself, mm-hmm. you're grasping, you're rejecting God's will, you're doing your own will. But I think another way to think about it, um, about this, you know, the love of the world, love of the Father, is that sort of the, the drama, the internal battle that we have is, is really, it comes down to what we love. It's about the heart. It's about what you set your heart upon, you know, your motivational structure. I'm not talking about emotions or anything like that. I'm talking about what you set your heart upon, like what really motivates you, what drives you, like what, what do you really have to attain mm-hmm. for your life? Um, and yeah, I think a lot of times it breaks down to, into these things, desires of the flesh, desire of the eyes and pride of life. These are the things we set our heart after. Desires of flesh, it could be just creaturely body, bodily appetites or just our daily bodily needs, you know, and being anxious about that. Desires of the eyes, it could be what, what captivates us. It's, it's what captures our attention and what seems to have value. It could be materialism, uh, sensuality. I mean, it, really, it's that Western picture of a comfortable mm-hmm. life, which boils down to money and sex. And then the pride of life, our ambition, our drive to succeed and feel significant by achievements or our status and our competitiveness, how we play the comparison game so that we feel good about ourselves and we're better than others. And then even for like us now as parents, like pride of life, like, dude, that's kids, that's your family. And so really looking at this, like, man, um, I struggle with all of these. Mm-hmm. I find my heart is so compromised and it loves all these other things. A lot of times I try to deal with my idols and sins at sort of like the behavioral level, mm. you know, of just like sort of the manifestations, Fixing the actions, it, yeah. you know, that I do. Yeah, exactly. But really what I need to do is I need to get to the heart of it. If I don't get to the heart of it, I'm not getting to the root of the issue. Yeah, so I use the five whys technique to answer the first question from our DT notebook. And the five whys is just the simple technique to get deeper in your DTs and reflections. You channel your inner Silas and you keep asking why after each answer is given. So the question from DT is, why would the love of the Father not be in me if I love the world? My first answer was, if I love the world, it crowds out space for God in my heart. Okay, so why? 
because there's limited space in my heart. Why? And because I'm a finite being that God created. This one doesn't really work, but it, it, it helps. Why? Okay. <laughs> Why? Uh, yeah. Because God created me to be connected with him, not to be a lover of the flesh and of things and of self. Right. Yes. So our hearts were made for God, God, right? To love God. And we keep replacing it with the things of mm -hmm. this world. You can't have two loves. You can only have one. Yep. Again, it leads us back to Genesis. And so what do we need to do? Well, I think first thing is, again, as I mentioned earlier, we need to repent at the level of our hearts. You know, not just repenting about like our surface level behavior, but really like what we've set our heart upon, what we love instead of God. And, and we need to repent at that mm -hmm. level. But I think the second thing we need to do is we need to be careful of how the world steals our love. It steals our hearts. And it does this all the time without us even knowing it. You know, our whole society and culture is telling us to chase after desires of the flesh, desires of the eyes and the pride of life. It's, it's in all the images that we see, um, even shopping and just like, man, it just bombarded with images and videos about this. And um, who, who in the world is telling you to chase after God? <laughs> like nobody, right? Very few people like just this church, right? And so what voice are you listening to? You know, wh which voice are you giving more weight mm -hmm. to? And, and what are you taking in? What are you feeling? Uh, yeah, your, your mind with. So I think we got to be careful. And then I think we got to begin to wean our hearts from the things of the world and grow in our hearts for the things of God. We can go to Matthew 6 for advice. It's interesting. Again, Matthew 6, there's a lot of parallel uh, in this passage to 1 John. I want to get into it now, but um, I just want to focus on verses 19 to 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So yeah, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. You know, the world and its desires are passing away. There's decay in this world you can't hold on to these things anyway but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven for where your treasure is there your heart will be also so the way we're going to wean our hearts from things of the world onto things of god is by investing ourselves mm -hmm. in things of god by devoting our time energy and resources we have in this life to lay up treasures in heaven and as we do that our hearts will follow as mm -hmm. we're invested our hearts will engage where your treasure is there your heart will be also so i think this gives us a, a really different way to look at all that we're doing at our church right you know we're pouring into a focus the winter retreat Hack in place, all those things. We're pouring mm -hmm. into these. And another way to look at it is, man, this is this is a way to invest mm -hmm. your heart. It's an investment. Yeah. yeah. And and like ministry is is really for us. It's a it's a hedge of protection for our hearts. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah, that we as we invest in people, as we try to build these relationships, as we try to build relationships with one another, like that's that's good for my heart. Mm. You know, and I think that gives us a very different way to look at like the things we're engaged in. Yeah, I think Colossians three also gives us another practical way to do this in verse two and five. This is what it says. It says, set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Yeah, it says, set your mind on things above. So what is your thought life filled with? Is it filled with worries about food and clothing or the next thing you want to buy or impure thoughts, the comparison game, maybe plans you have for your own success? I think, yeah, it shows that we need to pay attention to our thought life and fill it with the things of God instead. So, yeah, how can we do that? One thing we can do is read. I think reading good devotional mm -hmm. books or just good Christian books really helps. Mm -hmm. Trying to elevate our conversations with one another. And I think when you find yourself thinking just about things, especially things that you might want to buy for yourself, one practical thing you can do is just think about other people who you can buy those things for as a gift, you know? And, and instead of just focusing yourself, you're turning your mind towards other people and really recognizing just the eternal life that we have with God and it's yeah. not focused on these things that you have. Yeah, I think it's just a way to kind of break that script, yeah. you know, of your, of your patterns your and habits. habits and kind of hack yourself. Um, that's just kind of a neat little tip to, mm -hmm. to hack yourself in that yeah. way. All right. That's all we have. And that's all we have today. Bye. Bye.